Welcome to Tardi Mechanach Yomi with the OU Women's Initiative. My name is Adina Schmidman, and today we will be learning Sefer Yehoshua, Perak Yud Beis. Perak Yud Aleph describes how Yehoshua, leading B'nai Israel, defeats a coalition of northern kings who unite against them. The Perak describes various battles, including those against the kings of Chatzor, Madon, Shimron, Achshaf, and others. Divine intervention drives the victories, and as per the direction of Hashem and Moshe's command, Yoshua destroys the cities and leaves no survivors. This parak provides an overview of the battles, going all the way back to Moshe. The connection of the links of the chain bridges the desert with the land. The people were not leaving that life behind, but rather integrating the lessons learned on the east side of the Yardin with their new lives in the promised land. As the seven years of conquest draw to a close and the division of the land is about to begin, the wars are recounted. It's critical that we read about the wars of Moshe in Psukim Aleph Tavav 1 to 6, as these lands too were part of the division of the land. The rest of the Perak describes the battles fought by Yehoshua against the 31 kings. If you open up a Navi, you'll notice that the Psukim Tes Techafdalid 9 to 24 are set up differently than the rest of the text of Sefer Yehoshua. The Gemara in Shabbos Kuf Gimel Amid Beis 103b describes the layout as unique as it is a song. The Gemara Megillah provides even more detail. The layout is a half brick on top of a half brick and a whole brick on top of a whole brick. Rashi explains that the half bricks are the words and the whole bricks are the empty spaces. If you step back, it looks like a column of words next to a column of blank space. What's the meaning? And why is it not laid out like other songs in Tanakh? Levena Algabe Levena, staggered bricks. As a mom, I've had a lot of experience playing with blocks and building towers, higher and higher, and then crash. Stacking wooden blocks one on top of the other into a rising tower is an exercise in futility. At a certain point, the tower cannot stand. And so it is with evildoers. The columns are bricks on bricks. The message is that evil cannot stand and cannot spread. Not with the 31 kings of Canaan, not with the evil sons of Haman, whose names are laid out in that same tall column structure. But if you've ever tried to stack Kapla blocks, narrow planks, that if you alternate the planks, you can go higher and higher until a little boy comes by and pushes a tower over. But the tower has stability and strength. That's the song at the Yamsuf. It's eternal, alternating bricks and blank spaces, staggered. The blank spaces are praises that cannot even be articulated. A strong and eternal tribute to Hashem. In this parak, we are given not only a listing of the 31 kings, but a visual to recognize the power of Hashem in eradicating evil. It's not enough to read it. 
We need to see it and appreciate the vulnerability of evil and how good will triumph. It did in the days of Yahushua, and it will in our days as well. Pasuk Aleph 1. Ve'ela malchei ha'aretz asher hiku b'nei Yisrael v'yirshu es artsam be'ever hayarde mizracha ha'shamesh minachal arnon ad har charmon v'chol ha'arava mizracha. These are the kings of the land whom the children of Israel defeated and whose land on the other side of the Yardin, the eastern side, they inherited. From the Arnon River to Mount Hermon and all the Arava to the east. Next we learn about the conquest of Sihon, the king of Amori, and his territories from the south to the north. And then the conquest of Og, the king of Bashan. The Raubag explains that Moshe's name is initially omitted as the victories against Sihon and Og were in the merit of B'nai Yisrael rather than Moshe. What a powerful idea to know that we as a nation have the spiritual strength to conquer nations. It is a message that we can internalize even today when we are still challenged by evil forces. Pasuk Vav 6 Moshe Eved Hashem Uvene Yisrael Hikum, Vayitna Moshe Eved Hashem Yerusha Leruveni Vilagadi Vilachatsi Shevet Menashe. Moshe, the servant of Hashem, and the children of Israel defeated them. And Moshe, servant of Hashem, gave it as an inheritance to Uvein, Gad, and part of the Shevet of Menashe. Moshe twice is referred to as Eved Hashem. Pasuk Zion 7. Ve'ele malchei ha'aretz asher hika Yehoshua v'nei Yisrael be'ever ha'yarden yama. Mi ba'al gad b'v'k'as ha'levanon v'ad ha'har ha'chalak ha'oles se'ira. V'yitna Yehoshua l'shivte Yisrael yirusha k'mach l'kosam. These are the kings of the land whom Yehoshua and the children of Israel defeated on the western side of the Yarden, from Baal Gad in the Lebanon Valley to Mount Chalak, which ascends Siseir. Yehoshua gave it as an inheritance according to the tribal divisions of Israel. From the north to the south. And now Pasach Ches 8. Bahar uva Shvela uva Arava uva Ashedos uva Mibar uva Negev hachiti hamori vaknani haprizi hachivi vahayivusi. In the mountains and in the valley, in the Arava, and the falls in the wilderness, and in the Negev. The Chiti, Emori, Knani, Prizi, Chivi, and Yevusi. We learn about lands that were conquered during Yehoshua's lifetime. In the next parak, we will find out that much land was left unconquered upon Yehoshua's death. And now we have the list of the 31 kings, brick upon brick, ready to topple at moment's notice. The Medrash and Bereshus Rabbah comments that all of these 31 kings were present at the banquet that Avram Avinu made when Yitzhak was weaned in Bereshus 21.8. Vayigdal hayeled vayigamal vayas Avram mishtegadol biyom higamel es Yitzchak. The child grew and was weaned and Avram made a great feast on the day that Yitzhak was weaned. These kings were given long life to witness the fulfillment of the bracha that Avraham received, that his children would inherit the land and that his children would be numerous. 
Here they were witnessing the more than 600,000, says the Medrash, who came into the land. These were the kings who mocked Avraham, who was childless and yet promised to inherit the land. They were alive to affirm the word of Hashem, the conquest of the land of Canaan by the people of Israel as part of the divine plan. Rabbi Huda ben Rabbi Shimon said, a great feast, a feast of all the great people. Og and all the other great men were there. They said to Og, did you not used to say Avram is like a barren mule and cannot beget a child? He said to them, now what is this gift? Isn't it puny? I can place my finger on him and I could crush him. The Holy One, blessed be he, said to him, why are you disparaging his gift? By your life, you will live to see thousands upon thousands and myriad upon myriads emerging from his grandchildren. But you, Og, will meet your end only by his hand. Hashem's word ultimately triumphs, and these kings were witnesses to his glory. If you look closely, each king is listed next to the word Echad. Melech Yericho Echad. Melech Ha'ayasher Mitzad Basel Echad. Melech Yerushalayim Echad. So on and so forth. The Radak asks the question, isn't it obvious? Why articulate the word one if it's understood? He suggests that in fact, it wasn't just the king, but it was the king and his viceroy who were captured and slain. So while there are 31 kings listed, there were actually 62 who were killed in this pursuit. Looking at this list, we see city after city after city. I want to bring our attention to the final city, Melech Tirzah, the king of Tirzah. This city was in Menashe's territory. Tirzah, if you remember, was one of Tzlavcha's daughters who with tenacity and love of the land approached Moshe for a territory. They were five daughters with no brothers. They explained, should they marry, the land would be lost to their family. They petition for a portion, and there are those who say that down the line, this city was named for one of those daughters, Tirzah. The Das Mikra concludes the parak by once again highlighting the unique structure of the portion with the 31 kings. Look at the repetition. Each line begins with the name of the king and ends with Echad, a song of victory, rhythmic, repeating words. It is with this song of victory that we close out the second part of Sefer Yehoshua, the miraculous conquest of Eretz Yisrael. Yericho, Ai, Givon, and then city after city after city, king after king after king. Tremendous victory by the hands and the direction of Yehoshua. As we saw with the first section of the Sefer, there is a remarkable transition on so many dimensions, leadership, people, and land. In the second part of Yehoshua, we witness the transition through battles, moving from open miracles in Yericho to the subtle miracles, but miracles nonetheless. In the third section of the Sefer, we will learn about the division and distribution of the land. We see in this parak that conquest takes stamina and fortitude, as well as faith and conviction. Yoshua, with the direction of Hashem, 
and support of the people, triumphs in battle, and celebrates in song. Thank you for studying together. Li'ilui nishmot imotenu hayikarot, Esther Oppenheimer, Allah Shalom, and Sarah Shanker, Allah Shalom, each deeply devoted and proud to transmit their family's Torah legacy to the next generations.